Hello, hello, hello. Salutations. <laughs> Again, this is me, Toasty, of the Mental Threads Podcast. This is another episode at 113. I'm here with Miss Christina Slaughter right here. <laughs> Good evening. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume uh, Christina Slaughter, like, like you're not, have no relation to Sergeant Slaughter or the wrestler from the 80s. No, none of that. Um, you kind of dating me. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Okay, no, that's fine. It's no problem. It's no problem. We're going to get into more detail on, on a lot of your interests and everything. But from my understanding, I know you say that you're a Delta um, in college, correct? Yes. I went to Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana, um, and I pledged in the spring of 2016. Okay, cool. That's nice. Um, but you're originally from Delaware, from what you're telling me, yes? Yes, I'm from Dover, Delaware. Every time I tell someone that, they're like, Delaware? Like, <laughs> they, they literally try to play it all the time. But yes, that's where I'm from. I moved to Indiana, like, right when I started high school. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. And uh, so you spent more time in, like, Delaware, most of your life in Delaware, and then, like, some time in Indiana? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm 28, so at this point, it was kind of, like, split. Like, I moved when I was, like, 13, 14. So, and I was in Indiana until 2020. So, and now you're in Charlotte and for some I'm reason. In Charlotte, yeah. Uh, what really drew you to come and stay in Charlotte? Um, so, I work for Bank of America and they're headquartered here in Charlotte. So, I used to be a banker, like working in the branch. And then um, I was working on my master's in business at mm-hmm. the same time. So, once I graduated in 2019, I ended up getting a role at corporate and then it was right when the pandemic started so it was in like March that I got the role but I still decided to make the move and come to Charlotte and just kind of experience something new. Okay that's fine and uh, in regards to experiences because now that's Delaware, Indiana and now Charlotte and North Carolina so that's three different states and everything and three completely different cities. Um, Like would you say the uh, experience here in Charlotte is pretty much positive? Positive, yes. I wouldn't say anything sticks out as like mad negative, but I think it was a transition like anything else. I moved out here by myself. Like I don't have any kids um, or like a relationship or anything like that. So it was like I came out here fresh looking to build like, you know, new communities, like get out more, start my makeup business, like just kind of like grow more into who I am because I was in a different space back then and I needed something new. So, um, I mean, it's been good for me so far. I feel like because the pandemic started, everybody always tells me that I just missed it when it comes to Charlotte. Mm. Um, Because I know like the, what was it? What was the sports thing that was here in 2019? Um, I don't know about 2019, um, but I do know that in 2015, the Panthers was going crazy, like in the Super Bowl. Well, not in the Super Bowl. I mean, they're good for the season, but then oh, the Super Bowl, um, yeah. Yes. I think it's CIAA. Oh, yeah. CIAA. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, that was yeah, like, yeah. A, you know, and the All-Star thing was here as yeah. well. So, like, everybody was telling me, like, in terms of, like, Charlotte just starting to blow up and everything. Like, I just missed it because the pandemic, like, shut all that down. Mm-hmm. So, I think things might change pretty soon and whatnot. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like we got all, like, the tools in order to blow up. There's a lot of creative people here. You know, you see me with the whole podcast thing. I've interviewed other artists here from Charlotte and just stuff of that nature. Um, I feel like North Carolina and Charlotte as a whole could really, like, be something at the end of the decade. But it, once again, I speak about this all the time. It's really just a matter of us really coming together to really make something work. Yeah. yeah but, but I feel like, I do feel like outside, I guess now inside, 
um, looking in, being in Charlotte now, just seeing like from a business perspective and from like even real estate, when you look at like the market, like the stuff that's shooting up around here, like I know there's so much stuff going on in terms of the world, but it's a lot going on in Charlotte. Like I really, to your point, I can see it really just continuing to grow. Oh, yeah, no, Shirley and everything. For me, I probably won't be able to see it too, too long because I'm trying to relocate to Washington, D.C. pretty soon. Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to go to Howard University for grad school and everything. Nice. And pretty much, So you pretty much have experience with grad school and like business and field and everything back mm-hmm. at Indianapolis, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so personally, I was working in the bank at the same time I was getting my MBA. So I did an online program for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was probably a little bit different experience than maybe somebody who went to like a traditional you know, brick and mortar type school like you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was definitely a challenge. Like, I think anybody who can persevere through working full time and having to perform and actually meet goals and things like that and still get home and, and make that sacrifice every night, it's like a big deal. So I'm super proud of myself. Yeah, it's definitely a big deal because, you know, college ain't no joke, man. I had friends that just either got kicked out, just dropped out, <laughs> just said no. Right. And it's just like you really think like you're really in the mind. I don't want to say the minority and everything, but literally it's just like it's really like something that it would take like a whole lot of effort and consistency to actually get one's degree and everything. Um, and with the business school, I felt like it just was more practical for me and everything because I was creative to a certain degree. Right. But a lot in terms of just really what came uh, in terms of like uh, noticing patterns and everything and just just like uh, trying to focus on build wealth for my family and my community. I feel like it just seemed like something that was like needed as compared to like other things. Like I'm more in the marketing kind of like lane in regards to business, but you're more in like the banking and accounting side. Um, Well, before I answer that, I will say you made a good point about like the importance of wanting to go into business and into this field to make a difference for your family Mm -hmm. and your legacy or, you know, whatever that looks like. That's huge for me. Like, I don't have a big family, like my mom and my sister and my nephew. um, They're everything. My dad, rest his soul. um, I miss him so much. And like, I go so hard for them, for him. And so it's like, to your point, I was like, I got to go get this degree. Like, I have to be able to take, you know, just to be able to at least have a seat at any table and be able to go from there. So being at Bank of America. Yeah. It was interesting because there was no Bank of America's at all in Indianapolis until 2018. Mm-hmm. That's when I joined the bank. So it was brand new. We only have one branch and then two. And then they probably only have like five or six now compared to, you know, Charlotte. You know, they everywhere. Yeah. So it's really interesting because, excuse me. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. Trust me. It's more authentic that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... It was interesting being out there. I was like killing it out there in terms of like my performance. Like I was winning awards and like, right. It was pretty dope. But as a um, black woman doing it too. Right. And so um, one of my really close friends, her name is Gabby. She was already a banker there. Like she was one of the first bankers in India. And like Mm -hmm. she put me on in terms of, you know, just tapping in, putting in that good word with the hiring manager just to say, hey, like. My friend, she's at getting her MBA. She said, da, 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 like, and so the opportunity pre- presented itself. So it was pretty awesome. Like, I was killing it for about a year and a half, but then it was interesting. So, are you familiar with the Urban League Conference? Uh, not necessarily. Or just the National Urban League? Uh, no, but if you're free to go into detail about well, it. Well, I'm, 
I can't say that I'm a subject matter expert, but I will say that they're an organization that's been around for years, like since our parents, you know, were younger as well. Like, um, and I'm, you know, a lot of what their organization is probably focused on is, you know, minorities and providing opportunities in different ways. So one of the things they used to do, I don't know if it's come back around yet since the pandemic was host conferences in different cities every like year. So it was in Indianapolis in 2019 and Bank of America is like a national sponsor for them. Mm -hmm. So they had people from HR that were out there and we had like a little room where we can reset, recharge, grab some refreshments, what have you. So I was kind of rubbing some shoulders, ended up networking with someone here in Charlotte, Mm -hmm. Um, someone in the room overheard me pretty much saying, hey, I'm a couple months away from my MBA. I'm looking for that next step here in Indianapolis. There's only banks. There's only the retail side of the bank. Like I know that I'm destined for more and I still wanted to be with you guys. Mm -hmm. So they told me about this program Mm -hmm. that was a strategy and management program for MBA graduates Mm -hmm. within like you had to graduate in December of 19 or like June of 2020, basically to be eligible. But as soon as I graduated, I applied Months later, I ended up getting interviewed and having a really chase after this role, too. Like, it was definitely a chase, but I got the job. So that's what got me to Charlotte. Yeah, it's wonderful when things go right and everything that uh, it seems like you're on the right path and stuff of that nature and to get your MBA. And you're still trying to get your doctorate or just you're stopping that master's? Um, No, I haven't really put much thought into, like, further education, but I'm all about, you know what I'm saying, education. So if, you know what I'm saying, that opportunity presents itself. Mm-hmm. You might just go that direction. Mm-hmm. But to your point about it's good when things go right, but it is also good when you're intentional and you have the work ethic behind, like, you know, your goals. Like, you're destined to, like, get whatever you manifest. Yeah, no, seriously, you got to set it up brick by brick, man. Keep in mind, you're the 113th episode. I've been doing this since April 2021. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be sleeping on how, like, really, like, how much I've invested into this project as a whole. And it's really not about, like, in, like, the views, the downloads mm-hmm. just yet. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's just more focused about getting the content here and from all types of perspectives and right. stuff of that nature. You know, naturally, I'm an extrovert. So it's just, mm-hmm. like, you know, things like this is just right up my alley. I don't mind talking to people sure. and everything, connecting with others and everything, although there might be a hurdle here and there and everything with the pandemic. Pandemics, so you just got to kind of go re recollect in society, kind of get used to that, and then just all types of things. But and regardless, um, it's just that you got to really use your gifts for you and things that come yeah. naturally for you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like business, it really just the great thing I love about business is that literally you can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, I work like at a healthcare. Like I work at Novon Health like currently right mm-hmm. now. Like I was I, I was originally working at a home care agency, but then they weren't <laughs> messing with me. Uh, no one out of the weren't messing mm-hmm. with me. They're just doing some things, which so is it was weird. But now it's just like when I applied for all sorts of jobs, because it'd be hard sometimes to find a job in business for sure, like a job that you want to actually stay in growing. Mm -hmm. Um, I applied um, Mm -hmm. as a marketing coordinator for Presbyterian Novant Health. I just see like where it would take me. But then it's just like they say, you know, hey, why not just be a care associate and whatnot? Just come in as a care associate and then just stay here for a while and then we'll bump you up to like marketing coordinator and everything. So it's just like, you know, once you're really like on your path, it actually said like good seeds out there, like for them to grow and everything. Yeah, you can really, you can really, uh, you can really um, uh, get the fruits out of your labor. Yeah. Also, I'm all about planting seeds. Like, you know, every time you speak, you say something that I've either 
said to myself or that's helped me along the way. So I'm all about that. Yeah, no, for real. But also even being family oriented also, you know, like I'm Liberian and everything. So it's just West African. And like I'm trying to create opportunities for my people here in like America also. And like that's why I feel like this is the best way I can go. Because if I can actually learn, it's always so systematic. So really looking at the patterns, of like how to grow a business, how to like really um, get the insurance for your business, actually trying to really build equity and stuff of that nature, really making a profit through a system of like getting people to work under you and then also really bringing, building brand awareness. Also, things like that intrigue me as a whole. I don't know why. It just seems like something that's just like, oh, wow, that's how they did it. Because the psychology yeah. behind like what drives people to do things. I used to, yeah. when I was an undergrad, um, my degree was um, merchandising, so pretty much the business side of the retail industry. Mm-hmm. And that's the one area that I loved about it was like the psychology, understanding like what drives people to make buying decisions, like what drives you, like how do people make a sale, like things like that. Like right out of college, I went into real estate mm-hmm. because to me it was it was right in line with, with my degree. It was like <clears throat> just selling a product at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like- so it was pretty cool. Yeah, like property and everything of that nature. Like you mostly sell houses or just all types of houses? No, so I work for a home builder. So I pretty much like I worked in like, you know, when you drive into a community and there's like model homes, mm-hmm. I worked out of those communities, like three different ones at like different price points. And so every weekend I kind of rotated. And at that point <clears throat> I was selling dirt, you know, I was mm-hmm. going to the home sites with people and, you know, going through the different selections and interior options and building that home virtually with them, building it to a certain price and then trying to lead them through our finance system to see if they, you know, we get pre-qualified for that and then kind of following them. It was like a three to sometimes seven, eight month, you know, you know, process with them. So that's what I think started my like I've always been, I think I float between introvert and extrovert. I know you mentioned you were extroverted. Ambervert. I think that's what the term is. <laughs> what is it? Ambervert. Ah, thank you. Um, so yeah, for me, it's like I really do thrive like in my space alone, but I also, you know, when I do come into any situation, any room or opportunity, like I do maximize that experience or I try to. And so for me, I've learned that one of the things I think you spoke on was um like kind of walking in things that are innate within us. Like, Mm -hmm. and for me, like my soft skills are out of this world. Mm -hmm. And those are some of the things to me, you cannot teach. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I mean, you can, but it won't be executed as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, it's like when I was selling these homes, I learned that I loved all the parts of the process, but the piece I love the most was like building that relationship with people, giving people an experience, representing a brand, being knowledgeable and confident, speaking well, caring well, presenting well. So all of those skills I developed young because I was 22. So it was like, unfortunately, you know, I wasn't you know, the biggest seller, right? Mm-hmm. Like my market, it, I didn't have my community of people my age weren't buying homes. So mm-hmm. it was a high, you know, a higher climb for me. But, and also my dad passed away during that time. So I kind of lost my flow. That's all right. But either um, way, yeah. Um, so it was one of those things where it's like, I went into banking after that. And it's like, that was the same sentiments I had. I performed as well as I did. I felt like not only because I had the knowledge and everything, because of the kind of person that I was. Mm -hmm. So that's something that even now being in corporate, 
I'm trying to still leverage because I'm going from being face to face with clients, building that experience with the bank to, excuse me, head down project work for three to six months at a time. It was definitely it was the biggest challenge professionally I've had. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, man. It's just like the nature of whatever jobs you get in business is always going to change. Like there's the people side of it where you talk to people all the time. There's the other side was more digital where you just focus on making the posters and everything, the logo and the graphic side of it. And there's other uh, parts where you had to strategize inside the conference rooms and stuff of that nature, you know, stuff of that nature. And it's just like, I feel like, you know, I feel like the best place for me in terms of business, I would love to do real estate. I've even got in contact with one woman in terms of getting my real estate license. Now it's like I actually got a job where I could be able to like, you know, fund that if I wanted to. I need to get in contact with her again. Um, but it's just like, you know, just beyond that, it's really just, you know, I'm more of like a creative side of it too. Like, you know, it's just I have a more of a creative stance in regards to things like that. You know, it's just like I'm cool in terms of just like strategizing, trying to find ways to organize, you know, find better ways, easier ways to really connect like, you know, with like either clients or just whatever you got to get situated with. Like at the home care agency I was working with, although I was there for a very short time, it was a black home home care agency and, you know, they're just trying to figure out how to get more clients and seek more PCAs or CNAs. So it's like um, I would develop because uh, like Microsoft Excel, not even the biggest strength is Microsoft Excel, but I use Microsoft Excel to develop uh, the client list and um, the patient list, no, the client list and the mailing list. So it's like anybody that might be uh, be um, eligible to be, uh, to be referred for a CNA or PCA or people who just have have, uh, who are our clients or were clients in the past and everything, we kind of keep their information. I've figured out a way to like organize that from hard copy to like the soft side of like the Microsoft Excel form. And it's just like, you know, I didn't like, well, I really just did that. Really, just in my spare time. It's just not even that. Um, I also set up like Google Forms and everything to see if like, um, because we live in a digital age. So it's like, you know, we could actually send a link and then people can just fill out all the information that they want to fill and everything. And then we can like pretty much um, do the whole DNRs or whatever other forms. We can get that situated with the social security and all that. We can just do that over the phone, you know, but everything else, they can do it at their own time. So it's just like really like just in the small time that I was there for and everything, like it was just like I always try to shoot to like really uplift the business and stuff stuff of that nature. So it just kind of comes naturally to me on that end and stuff of that nature. Would you say like uh, uh, everything in regards to like uh, banking is so they just kind of came natural to you or they just like just like, yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't say it came natural. I just worked at it mm-hmm. like it working as a banker like it's natural for me to be a caring person to be like someone who's well-dressed well-spoken knowledgeable confident so all of those things played well into performing well in the bank so i wouldn't say it came naturally and i highlighted earlier kind of how i even got into the program already so it's like everything was very calculated and i just like work towards it. And I just kept knocking down, you know, goals. So it's like, once I got out of the program, because it was a two year program. So I did like, I was on one team for, excuse me, for a year, and then on another team for a year. And so I placed out of the program. So now I work in um, financial crimes, basically, is the space that I work in. But I work in, um, you know, compliance and risk, and I work with training content and design. So it's pretty interesting. And I 
told you earlier, um, I'm working on a project right now, which is a podcast as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. I feel like I get paid to think at okay. this point. Like, I work in strategy. So okay. it's cool that I'm able to have the flexibility to, you know, from, you know, the music to the opening, you know, everything like I'm able to logo I'm able to create Mm -hmm. and just have that that space to do so and then just go through the different channels I need to to get those approvals but um it should be pretty cool I'm just just now trying to stand it up but um we'll see we're kind of in the pilot phase right now so I'm starting to get into it it'll be interesting yeah sure I think you can get that situated really podcast is really just a matter of just it just depends the format kind of reflects on you how you want it to be (laughs) once you make a once you can really get a stride I know the uh, beginning episode so I was really just me talking, really just right. speaking about just other things. But then I realized, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do with just me talking and everything just for myself. So it's like I started uploading episodes. That was really just originally a, a project for another class, which is like I had to interview my grandfather mm-hmm. and everything. I uploaded that. I'm like, you know, this actually sounds pretty right. Sounds right. So it's like from then on, I was just like interviewing other people face to face and hearing their perspectives on things, whether it be like dating, uh, social matters, um, things that are going on in the day and age, mm-hmm. just whatever they're interested in, whether there are other artists because I do music too um, or it was just like other things of that nature just other people from different countries different walks of life war veterans you know things like that nature yeah. you know everybody has a perspective and I'm always intrigued by like just the way that they think or where they come from you know so it's just like my podcast is very people focused at this right. stage right. Uh, really not so much for just like oh like look at us talking or oh look I got this person talking it is really just a matter of just like okay this whole person has a perspective you know maybe somebody else might relate to this and right. stuff of that nature you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that come from out of Charlotte and everything and just, like, kind of locked down here in Charlotte. I feel like there's more people from out of Charlotte than the people who actually right. grew up I now. I feel that way, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's amazing that it's like y'all can actually find solstice here. For me, I just grew up here my whole life, so nothing's okay. really new here. Everything, you know, y'all kind of want to move out now. <laughs> but it's just, I feel like that's everybody. Everyone wants to right. leave their hometown. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, for you to go from transition from a place like Delaware where people are, oh, you know, where's that? To, like, we're in <laughs> Indiana where it's like, they oh. They'll be like, where that? Where that? <laughs> I, I've been to Delaware. I think I drove by there when I was working in uh, Virginia for a little bit. Like we had to uh, work. And you know, because yeah. you want to be in DC, it's right there. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's really not too far. It's kind of like it's close to everything. It's close to Philly. It's close to Jersey. It's close to Baltimore. It's really just like in the middle. It's right there. there. It's right. It's on the you know at, on the ocean. Yeah, I got a friend in Connecticut and everything. You know, he's from Everybody Connecticut. Always like when I say I'm from Delaware, they be like, "Is that like up like? Is that like Vermont? Is that like Connecticut? Like, <laughs> it's not all the way up there." <laughs> but it's just like you know like at the same token it's just like we're all trying to bring more uh, uh eyes to like our hometowns and everything yeah. of that nature you know like the people don't really have a feel of like what delaware is i kind of drove by there like a little bit it's like oh yeah it's just like any other yeah, place I mean, it's like obviously i'm biased because it's home but to me it's when i think of delaware i think of or when i think of like my childhood i think of like you know it does have that small town feel it's not like i'm from the capital but it's not like we have like a downtown with like tall buildings or anything you know but to me it's like I think of like kicking back and see you know crabs and stuff for my family like mm. I think of going to the beach and the boardwalk like oh. I think of no sales tax you know what I'm saying like really? Delaware oh, cool yeah. from you like, know don't have sales I be forgetting exactly that's why a lot of businesses they you know open you know they do their thing in Delaware and things like that Bank of America does a lot of business in Delaware like I'm sure it's a whole thing oh, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing <laughs> I, I know when I went there I know there's a lot of like businesses around here like a little like homegrown 
own businesses mm-hmm. and stuff. Like there'll be places where they got like army type things, like army. And I'm like, well, who would invest in a place like this? Like they must have to get income every day. That's like, how oh. we ended up there. My dad was in the Air Force and oh. he ended up at the Air Force Base in Dover. Oh. So, and that's where I was born. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Could you describe anything else about uh, Delaware and everything in regards to like what it was growing up over there? Um, I mean, like personally for me, I was very like musical growing up. So mm-hmm. like I was, I was like on the step team. I was on the dance team. Hey. I was in the gospel choir. Hey. I was in the regular choir. Hey. Like I was doing everything. Hey. Um, and then I even was cheerleading for a little bit. Hey. Um, but when I got to Indiana, like you know, I didn't want to move. I was like a just becoming a teenager, like just getting into my groove with my friend group and all that. Oh my God, I was so sad. I didn't do anything. Mm. Like I did nothing. I mean, that's probably why I was such a good student because I ain't really, I ain't getting into trouble. I wasn't hanging out with boys. I wasn't doing nothing, right? I had started getting my couple little friends and we was just always at home. I'm a big Beyonce fan. So yeah. So back then Beyonce was heavy, like on releasing DVDs and concert footage. Like, so that's all we did was kick back. Whatever happened, Beyonce don't talk to nobody now. She don't talk to us no more. You know why? I feel like the internet has just ruined, like Beyonce has always been a private person. And just the simple fact that the internet can be such a negative space. It's like, she's only going to give what she feel like giving when she feel like it. But I feel like that's the best way. That's the best way too. Because she 40, what? She 41 now. Like she's a grown woman. Shit to talk about now. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> Beyonce is forty one, which is like, yeah, it was like, like she's weird. Grown. Like even for me, I feel like like I'm sure anybody who's in a beehive can agree with me on this, but like I feel like we've grown up with her. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? At least personally, like I've grown up with her. Like you know, even though I was too young to be singing half the stuff I was singing, everybody but- <laughs> was everybody. We got Petey Pablo talk about Freak a Leak in North Carolina. Right, we didn't like, care. Exactly. So, but for me, song. it's like I love. Like she's the reason why I love to sing. Like because it's just like. All I did was sing songs, and it's my dad. I always say this. One day he picked me up from school, and I don't remember what grade I was in, but Beyonce has a song with Luther um, called uh, The Closer I Get to You. I'm having a brain fart. That's crazy. That's all right. No, no, no. But anyway... Um, so there's a song they have together and my dad picked me up from school and he's like, you got to hear this because Luther was his favorite singer. Well, Luther Vandross? Yes. So, um, he picked me up and he's like, you got to hear this. And he's like, Beyonce's on it. At this point, she was like still in Destiny's Child and stuff. And so, you know, we're, I just remember my dad just jamming out and being, I'm like, my dad loves Beyonce. I love Beyonce. And it was the rest of history after that. It'd be like that. Your parents can really influence like your music taste to a certain degree. Like my mom, my mom used to hate that I would like like rap and everything growing up, but like it was really originally her and her side of the family that put me on the rap. Like my mom's favorite song was One More Chance by Biggie Smalls and North Spiaggi. So I was like a that song's a, a vibe. You know, like that was like a lullaby to me, because I was a kid. So it's just like it would come on the radio sometimes. So even now and it's like yeah. yeah, there's like a calming feeling. I mean, like, like I'm so sleep. It's just like wow. 
It's like it's just a calming feel. But that was like one of her favorite songs. Like my yeah. my mom was like from like like literally she came here in the nineties, like mid nineties from Liberia. From Liberia. Okay. So it's like way fresh out of like a civil war and everything. So oh, it's like wow. it was like a whole so really just reciting in society and everything, mm-hmm. working out Burger King, right. stuff like that. You know, thing going to parties from time to time was her thing, but it was just like, you know, but when the biggie small stuff was coming on and everything, you know, it was just it was all good stuff, man. It was just it was just a good time uh to her. So it's just like that kind of influence and like my my music taste because she loves New York rappers from the Buster Rhymes and everything. So it's a Buster Rhymes. What was her favorite? Fifty Cent Buster Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Notorious B.I.G. Remember when yeah. that Fifty Cent album came out? Yeah, Richard uh, Dottron. Yeah, it's like why were we that young and going in on those songs? He was going in, dude. He was, he was going dude. in and like I was loving every song. He was bullying the game with that song. <laughs> that whole album was crazy. It That's was. Like, it was workout, nothing but like gunshots on every song, though. <laughs> Not nothing. Dude was really talking some real stuff, man. He was talking about betrayal. He was talking about uh-huh. just you know just moving forward. It was just like the whole. I don't know. It's just like 50 Cent and like DMX. Did he DMA. have had many albums after that though? He had The Massacre. He had uh, Animal Ambition. He had, um, what was one thing? Before I Self Destruct. There were other albums he had, but mostly oh, okay. Get Rich or Die Trying and The Massacre. Or the Massacre, that's where the Candy Shop song came from. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like, uh, you know. The, yeah, he was hot for a, a little while. I remember that. Yeah, and during like the whole uh, G unit stuff too with the mixtape, he was really doing his thing for that also, man. Like fifty fifty was like mm-hmm. was crazy. People like I don't think people realize people I feel like people know, but they don't realize like how crazy. I mean, that it's clouded was. by his personality. I feel like nowadays. Yeah, no, it's, right now he's beefing with his son and everything. Yeah, it's like, you, like it's like and just the way that he just speaks on like you know on social media you know. and on everybody. You know, it can just leave bad taste in people's mouth and be like, oh, I forgot that you was even cool at some point. But my dad, he was um, he used to be a DJ. So to your point about how like the your parents, they songs and the stuff yeah. they love. Like he was a old school like R and B soul guy. So mm-hmm. I'm a big old school oh, so, so it's like probably in the 90s with like Joe and Mariah Carey yeah, and then even like the 80s for me too right, what about like earlier than that I know they like got Earth, Wind and Fire uh, and just I know Luther's one of the people mm-hmm. like who's another person I mean some of his faves like the Whispers right like he like some of his faves are like you know I grew up on like you know, like Tina Marie, like he like like obviously Luther, Jeffrey Osborne, like he likes a lot of like good, you know, I think what's her name? Cheryl. I forgot her name. But it's a lot of like those classic old school. Was he an Al Green kind of guy? Uh, I mean, there was a couple a couple jams he would play, but like I said, it's some songs even to this day, like even since he's passed that like I'll hear and it's like, that's him, that's my dad. Like, um, I can't, I can't think of even an example right now, but we be jam. We used to jam. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, your parents could really, like, your family members, uh, you know, God bless your father's heart and everything. I know, like, how long has it been? Like, a couple years? Five. Five years? Okay, that sounds around the same time I lost one of my grandmothers. And, like, and just earlier this year, I just lost my grandfather and everything. And, yeah. No, thank you. It just, it'd be like, losing family members, that's a crazy situation because even my grandfather, like, he knew me before, like, I knew myself, right. <laughs> which is crazy. And then it's just like, now it's just like you have to move forward. Now you got to talk to them through the dirt and everything. You know, it's a process. It's really a process to get through grief and loss. But like a lot of that can motivate you too. Like, like I know I want to motivate so hard because I'm like the first grandson. So it's like I'm the first and there's like a bunch, like 13, 14, maybe and counting, you know. So it's just like, you know, like it's not a matter like, oh, I screw up like everybody else. I just feel like I need to really set that energy and that trajectory. It's like, okay, this is the right way of living. This is what we got to do. This you got to work hard, keep your record clean, you know, stay out of trouble, which I try to do 
is hard, which is tough. And Charlotte, you grow up in East Charlotte, there's going to be some things that's going to bring you up. There's going to be people that's going to take you out of character. There's going to be people that it's just going to take you on the wrong path. So it's like, you know, for me to actually try to overcome all that and just try to set up as best an example as I can, which is tough, um, especially for black men in America. It's, it's always tough, bro. But it's just like, you know, at the same token and still trying to get my education, still trying to move forward and build something for my family and everything. It's all really it's all really a process and everything. A day-to-day yeah, process. Everything's a process for sure. I'm like, like I said earlier, you know, my mom, like I grind a lot for her to put her in a position to win. Like she actually started her first day at work today. So uh-huh. clap, clap for her. Um, she's here in Charlotte now. Oh, so oh, yeah, I moved, I moved her out here this year and, you know, it's been a challenge getting on her feet. Like this market, this job market is crazy, but she persevered and she has a bomb job and she's running things. So I'm super proud of her. Um, and you know, my sister, she's still in Delaware and she has a son, my nephew, who's everything. So I try to go see them as often as I can. <clears throat> Excuse me, but for now, I'm just focused on, like I said, get my mom where she need to be, focused on growing my makeup brand and my business and you know, staying focused professionally, you know what I mean, in terms of Bank of America and just like living life a little bit more. All right, cool. And it's just like you think about like moving your sister and her or son uh, down here to Charlotte also? Like, yeah, I mean, they would love to. I mean, she would love to be here. My nephew's only um, seven. So, you know, the, early, the you know the sooner they get here so he can establish himself and his new community and everything. But um, he just started first grade. So it's one of those things where only time will tell. But she wants to be here. I want her to be here. So I know, Lord willing, like anything that I say I want to happen, I can make it happen. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm for sure you can really get that situated too, man. It's just yeah. like it could work you know, out for sure. Like, now that my mom is, you know, what I'm saying doing her thing, you know, we'll be able to, you know, just as a family, just all just get keep moving forward. I've been in survival mode for so long, so I can tell that I'm about to be able to kick my feet up a little bit. Oh yeah, sure. You can really get that situated for sure. I mean, really finding a job out here is kind of tough it's though. Really it, tough. it really, really is tough. Like, like literally in DC, I was gonna move to DC, but there was something that happened that had me to stay in Charlotte a little bit longer and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, it's just, I had like three jobs set up for me before I even like, like you know, before I even moved there and everything. But then like something happened, and I had to stay in Charlotte a little longer, which means I had to find another job here just like in between. But finding a job at a city you don't want to stay at is so tough, bro. Yeah, because it's like you know somebody else might get there before you, and then they might get this somebody else for you and then it's just like you know you might not want to stay at that job any longer due to something then you got to find another job Mm -hmm. finding a place you can really stick at is really really tough you know that's why i try to say thank god i actually got another job now that which i could probably grow in for the time being maybe i could save my bread up until then and then i got another part-time job i can work with and stuff Mm -hmm. it's just like you know so like you know praise be to god on that end because it was it took a time um, but it's just like, uh, yeah, man, it's just, I know it's like, we spoke a whole lot about Delaware. It's like, let's talk more about your experiences in, uh, Indiana. I know you were kind of kept to yourself for a while, correct? Um, I wouldn't say kept to myself, but like, I, you know, I went to high school and then I ended up going to Indiana University. That's really where I started to meet my like community. I still have close friends from high school though, even to this day. Like I got one coming to town this weekend actually. Um, so, and one that moved to Charlotte last year. So it's one of those things where like, you know, I have a few, but for the most part, like I really didn't come into myself until like I was in college, obviously, and started getting older and into my twenties and things like that. Um, and then 
after I pledged and graduated, I moved back to Indianapolis. Um, and then I, that's when I started real estate and everything like that. So it felt like I was moving to a new city because I've never been an adult in Indianapolis. So mm -hmm. it was like having to get, you know, into the scene and, and move around a little bit and just kind of, as my friends started to graduate, moved to Indy and like, you know, we were growing and, and learning. So it was, it was interesting out there, but it was definitely a struggle though. <laughs> yeah, moving to another city, like in any capacity, dude, like that's uh, that's really like some go type stuff right there. Mm -hmm. Because it's like really like it takes a whole lot of like really self awareness, understanding the community, really understand what mm -hmm. you're getting into. Like, cause for DC, like you know, like my dad lives in like Northern Virginia, so it's just like I'll be most in and then that area around with him and everything before really getting on my own feet mm -hmm. and stuff of that nature. So it's just really just before then I'm gonna have to see how to save up money to get some furniture stuff like that. You know, really live life, maybe travel a little bit before I even relocate there. Um, but the main reason why I want to go, like I said, was really just to go to grad school. So it's just like, you know, by the same time, like, you know, get a feel for the city. I'd be in and out from time to time. Keep out of Southside D.C. because that's where the murder rate goes. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like by the same time, it's just something inside me kind of is like, okay, you belong here. You need to be here for a yeah. little bit. I don't know what it is, but I Whatever that is, yeah, yeah, don't ignore that for sure. That's the same thing. I mean, my first time in Charlotte was a month before I moved here. Like me and my mom flew out here just to look at apartments. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things where like I knew deep down, like regardless, mm -hmm. I knew the pandemic was coming and I wouldn't have to go into the office anytime soon. Mm -hmm. But of course, at that time, I didn't think I just now started going to the office like last month. Oh, yeah. So it's been about two, over two years that I was working from home. Mm. Um, so it's like for me, I wasn't returning to work. I was going to work. It felt like the first day of school. Like it was a totally new experience. But even on my first day back, when I kind of stepped outside at the end of my day um, and just it was a beautiful day, I just kind of like took it in, like just had let the air kind of blow past me. And I was just like, um, you know, I'm exactly where, like, yeah, not only where I need to be, but I'm exactly where, like, I said I, w I wanted to be. Like, in this moment, despite whatever was I was up against at the time, personally, or what have you, it was like, I'm here in Charlotte in my office, you know what I'm saying? Like in the corporate building of Bank of America, like I navigated here and actually tomorrow I'm celebrating four years at the bank. Like That's it's nice. such a short amount of time. So it's like, I'm ready to really like, I don't wanna say just chill, but I'm really ready to, like you said earlier, like feel the fruits of my labor finally <laughs> yeah no seriously that's a wonderful thing man i don't know where this podcast thing might take me and everything but i want right. to be sure to put the work in you know because not many people can reach past 100 episodes right. and still keep going and still have goals for themselves and i was mm -hmm. like after you it'll be 37 episodes until i reach 50 mm -hmm. i don't know how i'm gonna get to squeeze that into like two three months because it's a process of trying to meet up with people trying to find the time and everything mm -hmm. and then maybe they might cancel maybe they might not you show up to the place and they mm -hmm. still don't come you be like hey what's up and then and like they still don't come. Like, dang, could have went home and everything and could have scheduled another one. And then you had to ask like several times throughout the day, find new people. Like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? Hey, you want to be on my podcast? Hey, you want to be on my podcast? Hey, you, be? you know, it's like, it's a daily, daily thing. But it's just yeah, like, you know, yeah. Awesome. It's really just, it's just the businessman in me. Like once I see an investment to make on something and I may and making an investment, mm -hmm. I'll just kind of keep it going. <laughs> I just can't wait till I reach 150 so I can just chill. Right. And just be like, finally, now I can rest. Uh, but by then I might be in a completely different space too. So it's like, you know, exactly. that's, that's a cool thing this time will tell. yeah this really carried me through a very very tough year dude like i swear man i had to go through all what was that? that's people screaming 
<laughs> that's okay. It's just all that thing. Oh, okay. And so I don't really mind it. I don't think people are going to like sweat that too much and everything. Okay. But I know from understanding, like, on your podcast, do you have any uh, certain podcast goals or like a like a format that you're trying to set up for your par- podcast? You want to just add videos uh, from the beginning or you just want to do strictly audio? Um, it's, yeah, it's just going to be strictly. Actually, I think it's going to be like some content like on like a PowerPoint slide Mm -hmm. type format and it's going to be, you know, audio over it. Um, So pretty much depending on whatever the subject is, I'm pretty much going to connect with whatever subject matter expert I choose Mm -hmm. and kind of have that conversation. It's just interesting how it came about. I was doing something completely different from my job. I was hosting or facilitating a a monthly call for like three, 400 Mm -hmm. investigators for the bank. And someone um, reached out to my manager and said, hey, I have an idea for her um, just based on how I presented myself and just the way that I communicated and things like that. He was like, I feel like, you know, it'd be per- you're the perfect person to have those candid conversations with, you know, these subject matter experts to find out all the things that someone new to our team or our role or this department, like they would want to know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're the perfect person to figure, you know, kind of flesh this out and take this on. And I just kind of ran with it. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, yeah, sure. All the things we got to keep in mind is like consistency is pretty much key to all success and whatever you want to do and everything. And really just just really just doing the due diligence to find time and space to really just, you know, really build and invest in yourself. Um, if you need anybody to help you with the logo or anything, somebody else. That's okay. If you need anybody to help you with the logo, I can definitely get you situated all with that. Uh, I do uh, logos and everything and uh album covers uh, for some of my friends when they want to drop projects and stuff of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's really nothing new to me and everything. And consider how things are really going to change a lot quicker for me now and everything. I got like two jobs now. I'm trying to see if I can look for a third one and everything. But it's like, yeah, I'm workaholic. <laughs> I don't know. I want to say I want to do this and I want to add extra stuff into it. But it's just like, yeah, I think it's I think it's very, very possible. I would say l- listen to other podcasts too. It really got to get a hint to how they format it and how they talk and how they discuss and everything. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of i'm not trying to say mimic it but just kind of take like how you can be able to like kind of enmesh your personality with that and how it works like um immersing your personality with uh uh with that format too because like joe rogan like was like uh i want to say joe rogan is the one pushing me in the podcast but he's one of like the main like you know people i kind of bounced off of in terms of like you know like really on how to talk to people he could literally talk to anybody like politicians, rappers, like, you know, other people that know things about like uh, who did in crime or whatever, you know, so like that, you know, mm-hmm. you have to have a certain charismatic energy to really just connect, which is all sorts of people. And I feel like, you know, I feel like at the same time, it's really just it's just a humane thing. But at the same time, we're all just people from all sorts of walks of life. We have experiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you actually speak to others and everything and talk to others and connect with others, you get a feel from like their past and stuff of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, there's other people that could also might be able to connect with that, too. So it's like, you know, I think that's that's really, really cool. That's like, you know, like you, you, that beyond the whole business thing and uh, and uh, you work for Bank America, and then you want to do a podcast. So I understand you also got like a makeup business that you're doing too. Yeah, um, I just started this year. Um, I'm still kind of, you know, in a phase where I'm still building my skills, still building my products, my kit. You know what I mean? Still just growing, word of mouth. I'm fortunate that you know I'm able to just kind of go out and about and just be my own walking advertisement so like i've even i went to go check the mail and i get a client or i'll go um 
you know, get some food and get a client. So order DoorDash, get a client. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. So, and then on top of that, obviously, you know, people continue to book. I have a client who's booked me for headshots and maternity shoots and birthday, like, you know? And so I just know, like, I'm just fortunate that I feel like anything that I put the work behind is just gonna flourish because of just the kind of person that I am. Like, and I just, I always, I love making people feel amazing. Um, you know, of course, in this space, women, um, I love making them look and feel amazing. So it's like, and luckily I just feel like I have a natural talent to just like, I like things to be aesthetically pleasing. So when it comes to makeup, I feel like I can apply that to anything. If I wanted to go into just eyebrows, if I wanted to go into lashes, if I wanted to go into interior decorating, like I think anything that I want to do, I'll be able to do. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, you can definitely get that situated. I mean, you know, like, uh, like I know I started a whole podcast business. I definitely want to get into like a uh, uh, merchandise shop and merch. You know, once like the Mental Threats podcast really blows up, blows up, maybe put on some cups, some shirts, things of that nature, and everything. I just feel like that's just kind of cool that you're even like starting your own business. Do you have an Instagram by any chance that you got to sit up at? Um, yeah, so my makeup page is called um, the Tina Touch. T I N A. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I just, I love, I came up with it, like, even before I went into makeup, like, my friends, they would always, like, when it came to even hair, sometimes I would style hair or makeup. I would never do, like, a full face, like, like I do today, but whether it was just a highlight or a lip or eyebrows. So everybody, I used to jokingly say, like, everybody always wants the Tina touch. Mm-hmm. Like, what's, what's up? Everybody's always calling me. Cool. So when it came time to think, you know, put a name on this, I said, I'm going to call it the Tina touch. <laughs> okay, no, that's really, really cool, man. Tina, t- yeah, because the alliteration is all that's also nice and everything. Um, I feel like you should really lock in with Trey. I know Trey in the group chat. You, you know Trey in the group yeah. chat. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I did a podcast episode with him too. Like we kind of scrolled through it. So Trey Rose, that was his episode. Um, but it's just like you know, seriously, like he does other side hustles also too. Like oh, from yeah. home, he's definitely he does a lot. I know he's like a realtor. He just had an event, um, this past weekend. Yeah, Charlotte Sparks. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Yeah, I was supposed to go to that one to see if I can find more people to interview and everything. But yeah. I just followed everybody on social media. So like maybe I just hit them up when I get my downtime. Uh-huh. But it's like, yeah, man, Trey's really like, that's somebody like, you know, like I'm glad that I met and everything. Although I haven't spoken to him in a minute and everything. So sort of like, it's so about the whole Charlotte Sparks in this situation and everything. Like, it's good to know people who yeah, really network. work hard and everything, not just network wise, but just have a mindset where it's like all they do is like work hard and everything. And they find other ways to bring income and everything. If you really want to like, really make it in this world at this stage, especially without things change and trends change. Like we were far away from like the times where we can just go to high school, get a diploma and start a business. And they're set for like a decade, two decades. Now it's like, you got to get certain like degrees and like master's degrees. And even then it's like, it's nothing still guaranteed after that. So to know that he, he also came out of town and settled here. I said, was it Detroit he was from or Texas? I don't know. It was one of those places. He was from somewhere, but he settled here in Charlotte and still like he became a realtor, still like a, um, right. like yeah. rents out his car on Toro and everything like that. He has a vending machine business too. And like, dang, now I want to get into it to be watching videos. I'm like, wow, people make a lot yeah, of money off this. It's dope. I have a friend that does that too. I need to get into that very, very soon because yeah. like people love to eat some snacks. I man. can't wait to start being able to invest a little bit more. 
Yeah, most definitely. Most I think you can really get that situated. But in regards to like, you know, outside, like, uh, I mean, not outside, but definitely in the workplace, you know, because as a black woman, it is tough for like, you know, like within the workplace, like nowadays and stuff. Have you ever had to face any forms of like discrimination and everything or just something that's just kind of like tacky how people react to you or something like that or just, you know. Anything of that nature, everything about you should the workplace? Just in general, in like workplace, school, anything. Um, I mean, I'm sure as a black woman, there's a lot of biases that people have or thing discriminating things. I can't say that I've really faced anything like any situation like bold enough to like really be in my face. Oh, so I, I don't know. I feel fortunate that I work for a company that's really good. So, mm-hmm. you know, even today I had a conversation of one-on-one um, with an executive who's a black woman mm-hmm. um, and she is, you know, at almost at the highest space you can be in in, in, in our company. And you know, even after we had our initial conversation and I got to meet her face to face, like she even knew about the work I was doing before I was able to say anything. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things where like, you know, I'm in a space where my work precedes me. That's and good. on top of that, I was able to meet her and we even carried it afterwards and, and grabbed some lunch together. So it was a good experience for me. Like you said, it's great to network. It's great to like for me, I'm just glad to finally be around some teammates again and be in the, you know, in in person again. Because I worked in the branch during the pandemic. So I'm used to like having to still be productive throughout this time and like, you know, work with my teammates and, and all of that. So I'm glad to kind of get back into the swing. Okay, that's nice. And it's just like, you know, in regards to banking as a whole and how it can pretty much help African-Americans in general, uh, I also have a vision to really start some credit unions and everything to maybe help people like in, uh, I'm not trying to say of a low side of town or whatever, but just kind of help African-Americans, especially or people of a low income to kind of help build the credit and stuff of that nature. Um, Like, would you really consider starting like your own bank or credit union yourself? No way. No way. (laughs) Not really? I don't think if... I don't think I would want to actually go into banking. This banking is very complex and working for a bank at this scale, I can't imagine what it would be like having to run my own. I'm good on that one. You got it. You feel like it's too competitive or whatnot? Um, I mean, of course there's competition. I mean, you, it's hard to compare a credit union to a, a bank like Bank of America because they're just two different types of banks. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like your mission and your goal to like, you know, uplift and educate and, you know, develop like low income, you know, communities. This is at least a credit. That's how credit can take you a long well, that's time. What I'm saying. I don't think about. you need to open a credit union in order oh. to execute that. So oh. that's why I'm like, I'm all about working like smarter you know not harder so i'm like i would never go because that would if i was going to open a business it was going to have to it was going to be something that was going to bring in some rent profit maybe like, maybe like <laughs> I a salon would, right like i mean when i was younger i used to you know even before i thought about doing makeup i used to want to be like a hairstylist so i used to think about owning my own like full service type of salon so who knows like what the future holds i might invest in one i mean there's like franchises called like the dry bar, blow dry bar, whatever it's called. Like there's plenty of people who like are franchisees of these places. So I can still own um, and already have a lot of the tools, but you know, that comes with a lot to be a franchisee. So. Oh no, no, I bet. But that's something that I just kind of slipped up, but that's something that's like on my 
you know, mood board is I want to be a franchisee one day soon. Oh, you have like a vision board yourself? Um, in my head. <laughs> oh, in your head. <laughs> but, you know, when I think of the things that, you know, like I said, now that I'm getting into a space where, you know, my mom is, is you know, here in Charlotte and we're able to start, you know, moving forward financially and things like I'm about to be able to start investing in myself and in, in my ideas. And I have so many random things in my head, but it's always been a matter of, you know, I've never been in alignment with being able to actually put some resources behind it. But when I, when I do, I know that like the opportunity is going to be endless for me. Oh, no, no, definitely. You definitely have a mindset that's really going to like really going to carry you like for like a while and everything. I know like being in 20, being in your like your late 20s and then being starting over like a whole nother city, mm-hmm. especially after the pandemic and everything. Like, right. you know, like, you're not hearing it from anybody. You're hearing it from me. Like you're you're the goat from what I'm hearing. <laughs> it's just like I'm not I trying to boost nobody up because it's like that's really because people really don't realize in your 20s. This is like the most ghetto era yeah, ever. It's so ghetto. It's like, always something going on and everything. It's always something. Yes. Like transitioning into adulthood is a lot tougher now because like they had a time where like the gas prices was lower, mm-hmm. rent was lower mm-hmm. and everything. You know, transitioning from like college, high school, everything, it was a little bit smoother for a lot of our elderly folk and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the past generations now it's like we gotta really think like ten steps ahead, do multiple things, side incomes and everything. You really gotta work over overtime when you mm-hmm. think about it if you really want to get to a certain spot twice in life as twice as hard mm-hmm. so no matter you can really get that situated and work in corporate too which is something like i dream of doing one day mm-hmm. oh my god please do it mm-hmm. but it's like uh, yeah it's just stuff of that nature so that's especially for bank of america that's definitely nothing to sleep on for sure right it's it's that's the exact conversation that i have with the executive today was like i'm exactly like i told you like where like sometimes I have to step outside of like what I have going on and just out of my, outside of myself and say like, you're really her. <laughs> like you're doing, like despite everything going on, like you're doing such a great job and like give myself the grace that I deserve to say, hey, like you're killing the game right now. So yes, the game. I that. Yes, you're the Michael Myers of the game right now. You haven't really checked. You haven't really checked the whole new Halloween movie, correct? Not yet. I was supposed to watch it on Friday. Is is it like streaming somewhere? Or? I think it might be because like nowadays movies could be in theaters and streaming at home because yeah, people are just lazy gonna, now. I was gonna go to that drive-in that's like 30, 40 minutes away on uh, Friday, but once I saw how far it was, I just wasn't in the mood no more. But they were streaming it um, over there. And so I was going to go there, but then I've been seeing people watching it on their TVs. So I've been meaning to swipe up and be like, where's this streaming at? And just catch it. Yeah, no, seriously. But I don't know. It's just like, because all the Halloween movies end the same. Like, he dies and then he comes back. Right. And I'm like, you know, I ain't going to hold you. I'm not a big, like, right. Like, I'm not, I mean, if somebody's watching it, wants to watch it and I'm like, we're together. Sure. But like, I'm not about to watch it on my own. So I didn't grow up like watching Chucky's, you know, all the Chucky movies and stuff or like. Yeah, the movies scare me growing up. But yeah. I would still be interested at the same time. Like, that. like I'll go with a group of people. Yeah, sure. Right. I was watching by myself, bro. I was seeing that. Yeah. All like, I'm not going to be engaged. I got like ADHD too. So it's just like. You know, at the same time, it's like the moment you think about something scary, that stuff stick with you for like a while. You think like people trying to chase behind you, like in a, in a dark room, be running straight to your bedroom, like oh snap, can't be here too long, man, before someone come and snatch <laughs> or stab me in my leg. Yeah, no. be like, none of that ever happens. But it's like it's like you know, it's still gonna stay in your mind that like it could happen. But it's like uh, you know, maybe it's like the delta in you. Maybe that's what's scaring you, like to all these different levels. And you know what's 
that's so crazy that you said that because I I believe this to my core. If it was not for Delta, I would not have this level of perseverance, this level of confidence, mm-hmm. this level of just being able to think on my toes, being able to pivot, being able to pick up and go. You know what I mean? Like regardless of what situation I'm in, I have to persevere. I have to figure it out. You have to execute. You have to do it well. You have to do it gracefully. Mm-hmm. You know, we have when you think of like a duck, you mm-hmm. know how they're paddling for their lives underneath the water, but mm-hmm. they're gracefully just grazing across the water above surface. Like that's the mindset that I always have. I'm like, I'm like a duck. You know what I mean? It's like, and those are the concepts that like, I just, I learned over time that just kind of developed me into like who I am. So I say this all the time. My mom says it too. She's not a Delta, but you know, she loves, you know, she was there every step of the way, like seeing, you know, me before, during and after, if you will. So it was one of those things where it's like, she mentions all the time that, because my mom has a lot that she's gone through and that we've worked through together. And I don't think if it wasn't for Delta instilling some of these things in me, you know, of course, you know, I am who I am in, you know, innately, but some of the skills that I developed through that, you know, process and over the last, you know, six years that I've been at Delta, like, it's been, it's been crazy. Yeah, no, seriously, man. One of my biggest regrets out of college is not joining a fraternity, man. I would have definitely joined the Sigmas if I like if I really had the time and really to really like uh, join up with them. And I feel that really could have helped me out with some opportunities. Do you feel like Delta kind of like maybe you knew some Delta members outside of college? Well, because I could really help. Like sometimes, like they had the same fraternity and they could might hook you up with a job or everything. Ever had a situation like similar to that? Like maybe a, not like privilege, but like just a little helping hand from any form of Delta or anything. Um, I think naturally having a network, being in any type of exclusive network is, you know, just going to be beneficial to you in any capacity. Like I've been in situations where I've had, you know, sorority sisters that needed somewhere to stay or, um, you know, I needed some professional advice or I needed anything. Like when you think like when it comes down to it, like as Delta's like we literally like we stick together. So even coming to Charlotte, like one of the first like group chats I was in and like the one we're in is, um, you know, it was Delta, it's Delta's out here. And so it's like, there's a Delta um, who does like a double Dutch, you know, workout event a couple times a month. Like, so, you know, like they're focused, you know, on just health and wellness and education and, you know, all of these things like that we believe in. So it's like those things still carry on even after college. So to your point, you know, it's never too late, you know, especially if you are, you know, making the right network and connections and, you know, actually doing the work in your community and doing your research, like it's still possible. But yeah, I wouldn't say it gives you the upper hand, but depending on how you navigate in any network, mm-hmm. it'll, you know, you'll get where you're trying to go. Oh yeah, no, seriously. That sounds, that sounds very cool. Mm-hmm. And everything. So like, let me get this straight. So it's just like, so if I were to be going to grad school and if I were to go, I am going to go to grad school one day. And if I were to like join the Sigmas and everything, it wouldn't be like corny or nothing. I know like I asked somebody else, but it's just like, I don't. I don't really know, like, really, like, the basics and that stuff. Fraternities. Well, I will say that, you know, fraternities and sororities, they are, um, they're organizations that 
you should just do your research on and be discreet about. I think that's the only difference is um, sometimes people share too much or speak too much on okay. things that they don't, don't know necessarily when, you know, really they just need to make that network connection with someone in that organization and then build that connection with them. And then they'll be able to find out like all that they need to know. So I think the first step is just understanding that, um, you know, do your research, understand that discretion is key and, you know, make those connections, build those relationships. And then, you know, the opportunities could be endless for you. Oh, yeah, no, that's very, very wise words from uh, Miss Slaughter and everything of that nature. We seem to be getting closer to the hour mark. And so we kind of had to wrap this up a little bit and whatnot. But uh, if we were to uh, detail, like, um, where do you see yourself in like five years? Well, that's loaded. Um, I definitely still see myself with Bank of America. It's a really great company and I'm just doing really well there. So I want to get some tenure there and definitely um, matriculate a little bit more. So I definitely still see myself within the bank. I see myself in more of a um, managing position or working, you know, with a team of um, individuals. Um, I see myself owning a home. For the first time, I see myself with all my family here. I see, you know, all of us in good health and flourishing and moving forward, you know, from, the, you know, where we've been. Like, it's been a rough few years for a lot of people, but especially for, you know, me and mine. So I'm just looking forward to finally, just like I said, taking a vacation for once, even since getting my MBA and moving to Charlotte and getting this job and all that. I've never celebrated myself and it's been over two years. So I'm like, I have to be on somebody's beach, somebody's resort, something soon. So soon come. Oh, yeah. You can really get that. I've been talking about traveling for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my passport before the end of the year. I'm thinking maybe I can get it for Christmas or something like that. You know, just something. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was really trying to travel for this year. Like maybe going to yeah. Miami for spring break and everything or doing something like that. You know, like I'm still pretty young. I could probably go to Miami for spring break. Um, but it's just like just outside. I want to go to the Bahamas, you know, go to the beach, uh, Jamaica, St. Croix, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe go to Brazil, maybe Spain, you know, something like yeah, that. Really see the world. You know, I feel like you're only young once. And everything. Yeah. Might as well do everything while you're young instead of like, you know, be like, oh, snack, I snap. I really wish I would have done this or that and stuff of that nature. Uh, I know you, you say you want to go to the beach and everything. Anything, any other place in particular you'd like to visit? Um, I don't have any specific place. Like, unfortunately, I'm not very savvy with like, knowing places and and like I'll see someone go somewhere and I'll screenshot it and then it get lost in the thousands of pictures I have so I'm like one day I need to like really sort through things because I'll be seeing some cool stuff um but like I said I just been kind of in like hustle mode for a while so I haven't been able to really actualize any of this but soon I'm about to start maybe look for a travel agent or something Oh, yeah, I think Trey, Trey is actually a travel agent. Yeah, I'm I'm a big delegator. Like, I would much rather somebody just kind of... Bring it down. Yeah, show them just itemize everything and let me make a decision from there and already have it set up. Oh, yeah, no, Trey, dude, Trey, that's good. I just remembered he was a travel agent, mm-hmm. too. So it's just like, you know, like, so I guess we got the connects in the, in the group uh, chat. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any other connection you've made in the group chat that's been kind of helpful for you? Um, I mean, I've had some makeup clients from that group chat. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like uh, a girl 
who like I did her makeup and then like the next day she booked me again and her sister booked me that same night. So it's like even to this day, you know, you know, we try to still hang out and, and build that personal friendship. So it's cool to like I said, I plant some seeds in there and then months later someone may hit me up and say, hey, are you free? Um, but yeah, it's I don't really, you know, engage too much in, you know, hanging out with like a lot of people like I said I just kind of been in hustle mode but I try to still like hang out play space whatever when I can oh yeah no definitely I'm sure you'll find more groups that like uh, playing space too I know that's like another frustrating thing about Charlotte but I'm sure everybody finds like their soul tribe somehow I found mine in college with the whole yeah. and I find mine like through a higher consciousness group chat and like now I think I'm making a little bit of traction in the, in the 24 and plus I know a lot of y'all been helping me with this whole podcast thing like hopping on as a guest and everything and I don't know y'all from nowhere so y'all like take time out of your day time is very expensive so right. for y'all to really take time to really hop on like I really do appreciate mm-hmm. it um, Ms. Slaughter but uh that's it for the Mental Threats podcast. Do you have anything else you want to say before we go off? Um, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Any final words? I mean, we got a whole lot of gems and everything. I mean, why right. not? Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me, and I look forward to you reaching your goals, too. Yes, wonderful. Likewise, also, I hope you do well with the podcasting, and I hope you do well with the whole banking thing. I hope your family, you can move your whole family to Charlotte and yes, enjoy your time. Yes, that's the goal. I appreciate that. We'll Thank pray you. on it. We'll Thank pray you. on prosperity. Yes, All right. Man. But that's <laughs> it for the Mental Thoughts Podcast, episode 113. We sewn in, and now we're sewing out.